MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, January 17th, 2020. Today, the Senate impeachment trial begins. A GAO opinion concludes the withholding of Ukrainian military aid by the Office of Management and Budget was illegal. Ukraine announces investigations against the Trump administration. Trump threatened tariffs against allies to force them into announcing Iran nuclear deal violations. The Lev Parnas interview and Matt Gates is still gross. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Mandy Reeder. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. How you been? Good. Have I missed anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Anything's happening? No, we've mm-hmm. just been filling space mostly. Just been chilling. It's mm-hmm. been tough to come up with stories to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. But just a really chill time. We've managed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously crazy week mm-hmm. and uh, big news day. There's a lot of stuff going on. And you're going to be really grossed out by the Matt Gates story, uh. both of you. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, although, I mean, it's, you know, it's <laughs> you'll see. <clears throat> We, I mean, we don't have any proof, but it sounds Gatesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. all right, we'll see how that goes. What could it be? <laughs> it's just gross. Um, but we do. We have a lot of stuff to get to, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, other, I, I mean, except like, how are you? You got shows oh, tonight? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger, Tiger, Madhouse. Yep. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> sounds weird. Tiger, Tiger, Madhouse. <laughs> On Sunday night, I'm going to be in a show in Covina, California. If oh. anyone wants to make that trek, more of the L.A. area. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's at this place called Chatterbox. Cool. And it's a really good show, and it starts at seven, I think. So if you're in the L.A. area this and you want to go, Sunday. hit me up. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. By the time people are hearing this, your Thursday mm-hmm. San Diego show is already going to be happening. But that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how's the Marley Moo? Uh, my amazing dog. He's good. The schnoodle. Yes. He got a bath this week. Big news, I know. But anybody who has like a little dog with uh, like poodle-like fur, you know how disgusting they get? <laughs> yeah. And as soon as I bathe him, I'm and like- And then how fluffy they become. How fluffy, yes. Yeah. And, and immediately I think- Wow, I can't believe I let you get so disgusting, but also sleep next to me mm-hmm. for weeks on end. He probably says the same about us. <laughs> yeah, because I stopped by, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was in the neighborhood picking up a thing, mm-hmm. and I was dropping off a furbo mm-hmm. uh, for you and Marley Moo and Joelle. And he was fluff, just f- poof. Pulled muffin. <laughs> like puffer fish of, of poodle muffins. I'll tweet some pictures. Yes, you should. Definitely. At Daily Beans Pod. Mm-hmm. And at, we all want to see your pod dogs and podcasts too, please. All right, with that out of the way, we've got the, the dog discussion in. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some more dogs, but the bad kind uh, when we hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, Chief Justice John Roberts and all of the U.S. senators were sworn in today in the impeachment trial. And then they all signed the oath book. I don't know if you guys watched this, but it was very solemn. It was very like pomp and circumstancy, very. Mm. Tradi- like tradition-y, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like steeped in this hollowed ground of the Senate floor tradition of what an impeachment trial means. And I have to say that felt good that the weight of this um, was felt in a way it hadn't been felt or it wasn't felt in the House of Representatives because um, of the Republican bombast and idiocy that comes out of people like Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows and Kevin McCarthy and 
um, Doug Collins, especially uh, Nunez, Matt Gates, you know, just all these, you know, just absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. It, it reminded me of the the difference between the Senate committees and, and uh, that were investigating Russia and the House committees led by like Nunez and Gowdy, for example. It just felt serious and real. Um, and I made note of a statement yesterday from from Kamala Harris. I think she made it last night. She said the Senate should not advance any judicial nominees while the person who nominates them is still on trial. Uh, I thought that was a particularly good point. And there was a similar pause during Clinton's impeachment. In fact, they stopped all uh, nominations uh, by the president. So not just judicial, but like, for example, Clinton couldn't nominate a new secretary of state or anything while he was being tried. There's a precedent for this. Uh, yes, at least mm-hmm. this one. Um, and she says, quote, the president is charged with high crimes and misdemeanors and the Senate must take seriously its constitutional role in this process. During the time when articles of impeachment are before the Senate, it would be wholly inappropriate to advance the president's nominees to the federal judiciary. So she only she just said the judiciary, not not anyone else. But and that's really just a statement, though, right? Yeah. There's I, like nothing binding about that. They can't like take a vote on that or. They could. The Democrats will probably propose it in the rules when that happens on Tuesday. Okay. They could make a rule, Um, but uh, you know, otherwise, uh, and I don't know if the Clinton one was a rule or if it was just sort of a. That's probably a good idea. Let's not Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Like a one of those norms and mores Mm -hmm. that uh, ethical things that we used to follow because of tradition and don't anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think she wanted to make it a point to bring that up, Um, but I haven't heard that that's been agreed upon. Uh, or anything. Uh, if you have any updates on that, let us know at Daily Beans Pod on Twitter. Um, I also want to talk briefly about new press restrictions that came out. We now have reports of a planned crackdown on press access during the trial. And the Standing Committee of Correspondents, that's a, the group that, you know, the, of correspondents that would be covering this, they sent a strongly worded letter to McConnell and Schumer objecting to the restrictions. And they also sent a letter to the Rules Committee. Uh, the restrictions include confining, confining the press to a single press pen on the second floor which curtails their access to senators during the trial. Um, The correspondents tried to work with the Rules Committee, but every suggestion they made was rejected with no explanation as to why or how these rules contribute to safety uh, rather than simply limiting their access. Um, The restrictions allow just one video camera, uh, no still photography, no audio recording, uh, and a second screening spot for reporters, uh, and obviously no restricted materials. Um, Sung Ming Kim, a reporter for The Washington Post, tweeted, quote, excessive restrictions like these only hurt the public who are rightfully seeking up to date information on an incredibly historic event such as the third impeachment trial of a U.S. president in history. I am floored. So the press that are involved here in this this group correspondents are kind of screaming about this, like Mm -hmm. one pen, no audio devices, one video camera. I can't talk to senators because like normally they have full access, like senators walking in and walking out. I mean, you saw Manu Raju try to talk to to Sally McSally, Sally McSally, what's her name? Martha (laughs) McSally today. And she's like, you're a hack. You know, she was just a complete dick to him. But at least he had access to walk up as she's walking in and walking out. That they won't have that anymore. So this is just, I think, a McConnell's sort of way of, of protecting Republican senators from the press. The way that the press has been treated the last couple of years is so disheartening. And it's going to take us a while to recover from that. You know, I mean, I when I was a little girl, I really wanted to be a journalist. I grew up like with an understanding of like the importance of like reporting on facts and why that was important. It was like all I either wanted to be a journalist or an actress. Um, and <laughs> And I and I it, this has always been such a thing for me, understanding the importance of journalism and where we are right now, 
culturally is just it's fucking depressing well it's hugely important in the united states it's, 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 so it's protected important. in our constitution yeah. we call it the fourth estate we call it the fourth branch of exactly. government exactly uh it it's the freedom of press is right there in mm-hmm. in the bill of rights it's one of the top ones i mean mm-hmm. i know they don't rank them by the number but you know mm-hmm. and like i understand that um di- people are going to have different feelings towards different media outlets depending on their political bias but this like blanket mistreatment and um and and the terminology that a lot of republicans use to talk about the media i mean it's not just the media it's an attack on citizens oh yeah of course and it's a concerted effort yeah uh helped and perpetrated by russia on active measures and anybody else who was trying Mm -hmm. to cheat in the election it started with you know the fake news situation it's Mm -hmm. and it's a well i mean this is not a a new tactic no of course not you know so um happened during nixon happened during hitler Mm -hmm. happened during like every yeah every sort of autocratic and or crooked Mm -hmm. criminally person Mm -hmm. doesn't want the press they hate them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They really do. Yep. Uh, and I think I have some information on the hotshot lawyer Trump may have in his pocket. We talked about Ooh. this yesterday. Uh, we were thinking like maybe it's Dershowitz or something. But it appears it's Leonard Leo. Uh, <laughs> a quote. Wait, what? That name. Pat Cipollone <laughs> will be defending executive power from time to time during the Senate proceedings, which will be swimming upstream from certain segments of the media, said Leonard Leo, a conservative attorney who has consulted with the Trump administration on judicial nominations and was among those who recommended Cipollone for the White House counsel post. So he could be a contender here. Uh, Leonard Leo is the dickhead behind the Federalist Society. Mm. Um, he's the one who led campaigns to support the nomination of John Roberts, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, I haven't heard anything about this other than that one mention of trump might have a lawyer up his sleeve but i i really don't know so far it's just seculo seculo's deputy whose name i can't remember butthole mcflynn <laughs> and uh cipollone so i like how his last name is just an abbreviation of his first i was just thinking that his name was leo leo it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool yeah leonard leo yeah. uh Oh, God. Every time a new person who hasn't previously been associated with Trump is introduced, I'm nervous because the worse it gets, the worse people he has around him. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, you how know, many are the there barrel. also? I'm like, I don't. Oh, Could be Downing. That was the one that went back and forth. That was a Manafort lawyer mm-hmm. that went back and forth uh, between uh, Hannity and the White House on behalf of, mm-hmm. ma- like, it helped him folder, member foldering, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Could be, I mean, it, there's only nine or 10 guys that would be willing to do this that are totally crooked. I just don't know if Leo Leo's one of them. <laughs> what if it's Jacob Wool? He's been going to law school. <laughs> That's right. Put me in, coach. <laughs> I promise I can take over. I'll zip up my pants and swear. Oh, God. Oh, that was his associate. That guy's got a long career at fuckery ahead of him, I tell you what. <laughs> Except in securities, he's banned from that. Yeah. But other fuckery. We have not seen the last of him. Hell no. I hope he goes to jail. We can, like... At least be rid of him for a minute. Yeah, with Juvie. How old is he? Five? And the four Republican senators that have been, you know, consistently pressured by Democrats and their constituents to, they've been working, this is, you know, in this, uh, to try to get witnesses in the impeachment trial. They've been working with McConnell to include language in the initial rules that will be debated starting Tuesday. Uh, They want language ensuring an up or down vote after the opening arguments, you know, 24 hours each, 24 hours each, 16 hours of questioning from the senators who have to write it down. They can't even speak. After all that, they're asking for specific language that says after that there will be an up or down vote for the senators to make on whether they want to call witnesses or not. Collins put out a statement saying she would be likely to vote for witnesses at that point. Hmm. 
And it appears the language will be included in the initial rules, though Democrats will likely argue Tuesday it's not enough. It doesn't go far enough. They want a guarantee to call witnesses in the initial rules. I don't think that that they may or may not get that. Mm -hmm. I think this might be the compromise. Um, The compromise here might be we're not going to do it at first, but we want an up or down vote so we can vote on it later. Then we'll see who kept their word and who didn't. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have to hold those people accountable if they don't. Um, I don't believe Collins. Never have. Um, (laughs) But we'll see what happens. Um, We'll know if there's an up or down vote uh, and we'll know exactly how they vote. So I'm, I'm assuming their votes are recorded by name. Otherwise, we would, you know, because people were like, oh, what if they could vote, in it? You, you know, anonymously? And I think that um, that was like a no-go thing. So I think we know mm-hmm. who votes for what. Mm-hmm. Susan Collins is like a deadbeat dad. You keep thinking she's going to show up at your birthday party, but she doesn't. <laughs> you know? You're yeah, like, it's very emotionally abusive. You're like, I believe in you. It is. It totally is. Yeah. Uh, the other three are Murkowski, Romney, and Lamar Alexander, by the way, that are, have been working on getting this language in the initial rules. Okay. White horse. <laughs> <laughs> in other impeachment news, uh, the Independent Bipartisan Government Accountability Office, GAO, issued a report saying the White House violated the law known as the Impoundment Control Act when it withheld congressionally appropriated military aid to Ukraine. We said this uh, a lot and often, mm-hmm. and now uh, this uh, independent accountability watchdog is also saying it. Mm-hmm. When you say independent, does that mean that they're not under the actual branch of government? Nope, they're a government. Okay. But they're like independent like an inspector general would be independent. Oh, got it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, who's their boss, do you know? Uh, cool. I don't. Uh, the director of GAO. All right. Sorry. Yeah, no, I have no idea either. I'm going to look that up, actually, just because I'm curious. Yeah, see who it is. Uh, According to this report, the White House's Office of Management and Budget said it withheld aid for policy purposes, the Ukraine aid, the military aid, and that reason is not legal. That is not a legal reason to block the disbursement. Quote, faithful execution of the law does not permit the president to substitute his own policy priorities for those that Congress has enacted into law. Uh, The withholding was not a programmatic delay. The Office of Management Budget, Office of Management and Budget, is, redu- is they're rejecting the findings, saying their bribe was totally legal and totally cool. Uh, the report by itself doesn't result in any specific action or penalty. Just right. so you know, it's like if they find like a resolution. It's kind of like if um, the the Inspector General of the Department of Justice did an investigation into Kellyanne Conway and determined she violated the Hatch Act sixty times. That's it. They just put out a report. Mm-hmm. What happens to Kellyanne Conway is up to Kellyanne Conway's boss. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's nothing that goes along with that violation. But the timing of the conclusion as the trial for impeachment um, for, uh, you know, of Trump for pressuring Ukraine to investigate his political rival in exchange for release of those funds, that, I think that is definitely important. Although some Republicans are questioning the timing. They're like, well, it's really suspicious timing. And uh, the GAO responded, look, we release our findings when they're done. It's, co- it's coincidence that the president's being impeached for this shit right now. <laughs> We did our thing, and here it is. Mm -hmm. It says that the U.S. Government Accountability Office is an independent, nonpartisan agency that works for Congress. Often called the Congressional Watchdog, GAO examines how taxpayer dollars are spent and provides Congress and federal agencies with objective, reliable information to help the government save money and work more efficiently. Word. Reminds me of the budget. um, Mm Mm-hmm. Where you know how they'll they'll come out and say, uh, yeah, your tax cut is mm-hmm. going to cost everybody a zillion dollars. Yeah, like the, those guys. So. Nonpartisan. You know what though? Maybe it was just coincidence that it was timed that the information came out right now. But 
Uh, or maybe not. Maybe these people inside you were like, let's release it this week. And mm -hmm. if that's the case, I support you. <laughs> nah, that would be corrupt. No, I know, of course. I'm just saying. But... And whatever. Wait, wait. <laughs> they have a section called Our Authority because <laughs> I oh. guess a lot of people have these questions. Like, cool, can you do anything oh. with that? And uh, we don't have much. It's but... a very it's a two sentence section. Oh. <laughs> it says the Budget and Accounting Act of 1921 formed GAO to investigate all matters related to the use of public funds. The act also requires us to report on our findings and recommend ways to increase economy and efficiency in government spending. Hmm. Yeah, cool, nice. Government Accountability Office, in case right. you didn't know. Now you know. Uh, and this is interesting, talking about something else they could investigate. Um, from the Independent UK and Washington Post, Trump threatened the United Kingdom with a 25% car tariff unless it agreed to accuse Iran of breaking the nuclear deal. Holy shit. This was first reported by the Washington Post, citing, an un citing unnamed European officials who said they would have seen a tariff imposed on all European auto imports to the, U to, to the United States unless Britain, France, and Germany agreed to come out and say Iran violated the nuclear agreement. Days after Trump threatened them with this tariff, the three countries triggered a dispute mechanism under the Iran deal, which amounts to a formal accusation against Tehran for violating the terms. Wow. So it worked. So wow. anybody who's like, oh, you know, do, he mm -hmm. didn't get away with it. Well, this one he did. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that... <sighs> That's hard, too, because just last week, I know that there were various European countries who were like, we're not going to play nicely with Trump and we're going to have our own reaction to this situation. And we're going to, you know, we're not going to follow along blindly with what whatever Trump is trying to do right now. But the reality is, is that the United States has a ginormous military. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I imagine they didn't uh, expect that Trump would then launch an airstrike mm -hmm. without congressional authority or mm -hmm. approval against Soleimani. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the UK is going to be increasingly dependent on U.S. trade going forward once they're formally out of the EU. So they're going to be beholden to whoever is in power. Oh, yeah. They're going to say, years. hey, Trump, you got us into this mess. How about some help? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your Cambridge Analytica folks. Remember those guys? Yeah. Um, we need some money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the president's going to be like, I'll Biden sell you Warner Sanders and be like. <laughs> I didn't create this mess, you guys. Sorry, shouldn't have voted like nationalist fucks. New president, who dis? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I think you're trying to reach somebody else. Yeah. And in a new report, Matt Gates is still gross. According to the Orlando Weekly, Milkshake Matt has been accused of creating a sex game with points for sleeping with congressional aides, interns, lobbyists, and married legislators. This all started with a tweet from Florida Rep. Chris Latvala showing a picture of Chris himself and the Reverend Al Sharpton, saying, I'm so honored to meet Al Sharpton. Gates replied to this tweet, and I remember this, saying Sharpton called cops pigs, called whites interlopers, called Greeks homos, and Jews diamond merchants, saying, so that's pretty gross, or that's pretty disgusting. Latvala clapped back with the sex game accusation. Uh, before this tweet, the sex game came up in the Miami Herald in 2013 when reporter Mark Caputo said a source informed him of a game played by young male state representatives, which awarded one point for having sex with a lobbyist, two points for a staffer, three points for another legislator, and six for a married legislator. Gates denies it all, of course, and tweeted back, just because I own you on Twitter, don't confuse me for your daddy when it comes to abusing powers of sex. Jesus. Lotvilla then replied, asking if Gates was drunk again and suggested he didn't drink and drive. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, these, these oh, boy. are congressmen. Yeah. 
Uh, but we will be right back to talk about Lev Parnas. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by the good people at Native Deodorant. This year, I have been really focused on making healthy choices, good things for my body, self-care, and I wanted to find that aluminum-free deodorant. Many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, and what that does is it can stop you from sweating. It can form plugs in your sweat glands, and it's no bueno. It stains your clothes. It's just, it's, it's no bueno. So... I made the switch to natural alternative deodorant. It really works. Uh, For years, I've been trying natural alternatives that just weren't, like, holding up to my workouts in my 16-hour days, but native deodorant does. It's made without aluminum, parabens, or talc. Instead, it's formulated with safe natural ingredients like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan, makes my skin feel really good. It's never tested on animals. So making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Even after a busy day, it keeps me smelling and feeling fresh. With over 10 amazing scents, including classics, their classic scents, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, eucalyptus and mint, and coconut and vanilla. And they have rotating seasonal scents, as well as unscented option, and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. You're guaranteed to find one you love. Native comes in a wide variety of options for men, women, and even teens, and there's no risk to try. Native has free shipping on every order, 30-day free returns and exchanges, no questions asked, in the U.S. So check out the over 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch. Uh, I like that Native is, is a solid that goes on easily, and the aluminum-free formula, like I said, won't stain my clothes, and I wear a lot of black clothes, so that really helps. So for 20% off, 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com, use promo code DAILYBEANS during checkout. Out. That's 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. And uh, this is George's Block. You're going to go over the Parnas interview from last night, which, holy mother of shit, that was insane. Yeah, yeah it was very, 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 very insane. Nuts. I think, first off, his lawyer was like the creepiest, <laughs> he had the creepiest <laughs> gaze the entire time. He was like looking up and down at like, I think Matto, right? <laughs> Like, did you see how his eyes were doing? They were just, like, looking up there. I don't know if he was, like, trying to see what their reaction was to what he was saying or something, but he just sat there so, like, squinty-eyed and, like, it was so strange. And he Maybe he was trying to stay awake. <laughs> people people were like, is he asleep? Is he alive? Yeah, it yeah. was so fucking weird. But that's irrespective of any sort of, you know... Content. Yeah, content. <laughs> um, but I thought Parnas was... He sounded actually pretty credible in a lot of ways i didn't get like a lot of bullshit vibes from him there were some moments where i think if he was bullshitting it would have come out and it didn't and i'll go over some of those but who knows i don't know these people are also master criminals so i'm also not going to say that i believe you know that i would bet money on uh, everything he said being true but it is kind of confirming everything that us and uh, you know a bunch of experts and really anyone that's paying attention would have been led to have uh, believed about a bunch of different things. So I want to cover just some of the highlights of the interview. Again, it was like a bombshell interview. So going to kick it off. Um, Let's kick it off with, I think, this clip, which was insane. What do you think is the main inaccuracy or the main lie that's being told that you feel like you can correct? That the president didn't know what was going on. Uh, President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, He was aware of all my movements. Uh, he, I wouldn't do anything without the consent of Rudy Giuliani or the president. I have no intent, I have no reason to speak to any of these officials. I mean, they have no reason to speak to me. Why would President Zelensky's inner circle or Minister Avakov or all these people or President Poroshenko meet with me? Who am I? Mm-hmm. They were told to meet with me. 
and uh, that's the secret that they're trying to keep. I was on the ground doing their work. So that's nuts. Parnas is revealing that he never did anything without the explicit approval of Giuliani and Trump. Yeah, I tweeted that. I tweeted that out, and it got like a zillion, pagillion likes in like five seconds. Yeah, it's Everyone crazy. Was like, what? To allege that Trump was aware of his every move, to hear it come out of his mouth and him to have said that so clearly and directly, if this is true, it's huge. Yeah, and we just need that documentation to back that up. Yeah. I had a Freudian slip in my notes right here. It says, if this is huge, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's deep in a bad way. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Deep in a good way. Yeah, that's true. Oh God! Anyway, so that so that was that was absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> if this is huge, title. if this is huge, it's true. It was gonna be a new president who dis, but I think <laughs> if this is huge, it's true. It's- yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It is huge. There's a there's a bunch of other huge moments in this interview. So next next one uh, that I thought was really big, he. Parnas said that four or five days out of the week, he was working with Giuliani. That is a full-time job he had, essentially, advocating for Trump's interests directly in Ukraine. Well, he was making 200 grand a month, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's good. That's true. But just hearing him admit this, basically, uh, just completely, unabashedly, uh, directly saying, I was working full-time for the interests of President Trump directly. Uh, let's hear that clip. I was with Rudy more than, uh, I mean, four or five days out of the week. I mean, and I was in contact, con- constant contact with him. So, and I was with Rudy when he would speak to the president. So that's nuts. Um, next thing that I thought was super nuts is, and sorry, this is so clip heavy. This is just such an important interview, yeah, I think, I I that I wanted to put the like, I wanted to actually have his words in there. And the way that Matto asks the questions is also really good. And it's very direct and it's very easy to understand. So leading into the next thing, that was insane. Let's listen to this clip. During the Mueller uh, times where uh, Rudy, I remember, said something that he didn't appreciate or was taken off context and he was screaming at him so loud. That's why when I watched the impeachment and I saw the testimony about the Sutherland that I reiterate, I could understand that uh, you could hear President Trump talking next to, like I heard him several times when he was with Rudy. Because he speaks loudly on the phone. Very loudly, yeah. So in this clip, he corroborates two claims, one, that he was present with Giuliani when Giuliani was talking to Trump himself, and two, that Trump does speak so loud on the phone that you can overhear what he's saying. And they were outside. They were outside on a freaking golf course, he's saying, and he could hear Trump screaming through the telephone to Giuliani. So this is, um, I like that Giuliani, uh, not Giuliani, that Parnas brings up directly that when he heard Sondland's testimony about hearing Trump through the phone, he said his ears perked up, you know, and that he was like, yeah, 100%. I could see that because that happened to me. I think that was just important. And the way this is one of those examples where I don't think a lot of this was super prepared bullshitting because even how he like brought it up, it, it was like even what he was, the answer he was giving to Maddo jogged his mind about the about Sondland, Sondland point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was a really prepared statement or something where he was like, and this is why I believe Sunland. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that. So I thought it was pretty genuine. And, um, of course, Republicans are going to listen to that and just say more hearsay. But it definitely is an argument against the hearsay argument because it's another person corroborating that. Uh, next, I like this clip. It's the whole hide chunk. This was great. Uh, <laughs> Parnas does not think highly of Hyde whatsoever. <laughs> 
So <laughs> call him a drunkard. Oh, yep. Yeah, he said he that like, gets up at six in the morning, drinks drunk all day, every time. Never saw him not drunk. Yep. He said <laughs> Hyde was drunk all the time, and that he was in the text messages. He said he was mostly placating his drunk ass, <laughs> not responding to him really. He's like, if you look at the text, you'll see I hardly ever respond. When I do respond, it's like, lol, <laughs> like, perfect or right on. Yeah, or, yeah. and that's true. It, you kind of go back and read them, and it's like, oh yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I know. I totally see that. It's very reminiscent of when you have like a stalkerish person talking to you constantly, and it's like, I don't want to not answer them. And he says that in the clip, which I'll put at the end of this. But he he says that he's like. I didn't want to make it, so if I didn't respond to him, he'd be pissed off at me when he saw me in person, presumably drunk, and would, like, freak out in my face. Like, I didn't want to do that. Uh, so I just, you know, gave him a little bit of tidbits of replies. Um, but he also said here that he didn't believe that Hyde really had Yovanovitch under surveillance. So he really makes a strong point to come out and say that he didn't think Yovanovitch's security was actually in danger. He thinks that Hyde is just a drunk psycho, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think this kind of clip is what should lead senators or Republicans or senators or anybody, uh, uh, the House, to investigate the woman who called Yovanovitch at one in the morning and said, we have a security issue with you. You need to be on the next plane. What did she know? That is somebody who can answer this question uh, that was within the government that might have more insight as to why they felt that her security was a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um and I also think it's very noteworthy how even the name Hyde alone just made Parnas like literally laugh out loud. Like he couldn't even bring yeah. him up without yeah. laughing. And I was like, so about Robert Hyde? And he's like, me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that fucking drunk, drunk piece of shit. Yeah, it was really. Let's listen to the clip. Yeah. Where he was supposedly reporting on the whereabouts of the ambassador went on for a week. I mean, it wasn't like one drunk night. Of this went for seven days. Well, he couldn't have been drunk the whole time. No, he, he's drunk all the whole time. <laughs> he, he, he wakes up and he's drunk. He starts at six. And, I mean, he, I've never seen him not drunk. I so mean, you thought that this was him making it up. You didn't believe he actually had the ambassador under surveillance. No, absolutely not. Uh, and in this next clip, this is one of my favorites because this is where he implicates Barr. Let's listen to this. Do you know if Mr. Giuliani was ever in contact with Mr. Barr specifically about the fact that he was trying to get Ukraine to announce these investigations into Joe Biden. Oh, absolutely. That Mr. Would, Barr knew about that. Mr. Barr had to have known everything. I mean, it's impossible. Did Rudy Giuliani tell you he'd spoken to the attorney general specifically about Ukraine? Not only Rudy Giuliani. I mean, Victoria and Joe, are, they were all best friends. I mean, Barr, uh, Barr was, uh, Attorney General Barr was basically on the team. Uh, yeah, so there, you heard it. He basically says that Barr was on the team and completely a part of the campaign to get Zelensky to announce an investigation into Burisma and the Bidens. And he says it was known internally that they were investigating the investigators and that the Durham investigation pretty much was the plan all along. That was a premeditated, coordinated investigation that was being planned, it sounds, before... They were even done. The IG was even done when, with their own investigation. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how it sounded in this clip. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think Barr, I mean, after this interview, just everybody is just crazy zeroing in on Barr saying this is like unacceptable for him to not be investigated thoroughly mm-hmm. now more than ever. Yeah, Mimi Roca put out a whole thing. She slammed Barr. She's like, Maddo's doing your job. Why aren't you investigating this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's absolutely 
unheard of that that any of this went down and then also pompeo disappeared like not disappearance yeah. but where's he been mm-hmm. this is his one chance to stand up and talk about what happened to Yovanovitch or go down in history as somebody who helped cover this whole thing up mm-hmm. and then there was of course a section in which nunez got completely blasted which was probably my personal favorite Moon. yeah um yes he said that uh when he was, I, I really liked what he was saying about how he couldn't believe what he was watching when he saw Nunez and Nunez's aide Harvey on TV during the hearings because he said he was so, he he was just like, there, yeah, there's no way Parnas was not completely fully aware of everything that was happening. And he was sitting there blatantly lying. And he said it was like creepy to sit there and watch him just lie like that. Yeah. And Harvey's one of the two aides that went to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And uh, where was they were going to go again, but the trip got canceled. Yes, and the ones where they were like, they yeah they pulled out basically because of over like knowing that their request for funding was going to get denied by Schiff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was about to be the turn of the year, and so Nunes was no longer in charge of travel funds for the intelligence. Yes, uh, committee. Yep, and Parnas is saying I met with Harvey. Harvey was like more so his go-to point person than Nunes himself, but he talked to Harvey a bunch. Definitely Nunez was aware of all of this stuff. So really just him reiterating there the criminality that Nunez and Harvey and the other people working with him are probably hopefully going to face as this investigation inevitably continues. Did you see Nunez try to come clean on Fox? Yes. <laughs> that was great. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, well, we could play the clip, I guess, if you want. Yeah, let's play that Fox News clip. So, and we also talked back then about the fact that your phone number showed up with calls to him to Lev Parnas um, in in a like list of data numbers, and you said that you didn't recall uh, speaking with him um, or whether it was on your cell phone or your office phone. Have you have you figured out the answer to any of, the, of yeah, those questions? Yeah, and, and if if you, if you recall, that was brand new when that had come yeah. out when I came on your show That's because right. I just did, I just didn't know the name, this name Parnas. Mm-hmm. So you know what I always like to remind people is you know we are dealing with people every day. We're an oversight committee. So we have incoming calls that come to my office, to my cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. And then, sure. you, you know, you know now that uh, he had called my cell phone uh, and I didn't know his name. I didn't remember the name, but I did remember going back, looking at where I was at the time, because, you know, you can do that now. You actually know where you physically are, checked it with my records. Right. And it was very clear. I remember I remember that call, uh, which was very odd, random talking about random things and I said great you know just talk to my staff and boom 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 and that's which is so there was no discussion about the about the Ukrainian ambassador and finally uh we have this wonderful clip that I'm going to play at the very end of this segment that is proof that Parnas was tasked directly as a representative of Giuliani and Trump himself your attorney told the full federal court in New York that you were both Rudy Giuliani's clients and you were working for Mr. Giuliani in his capacity as personal attorney to the president. Correct. Which, by the transitive property, makes it seem like you were working for the president of the United States as part absolutely. of his legal defense. Yes, absolutely. And so did anybody in the U.S. government or Mr. Giuliani actually convey to officials in Ukraine that you were there as a representative of absolutely. President Trump? Absolutely. Every, to each one of those officials that you know, they, I put Rudy on the phone with Mr. Avakov, Minister Avakov, several times, uh, Ivan Bakanov, uh, 
Yuri Lutenko at the time was the uh, 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 general. The first thing I did is to introduce myself and tell him I'm here on behalf of Rudy Giuliani and the President of the United States, and I'd like to put you on speakerphone for you know to confirm him, which we did. We put Rudy on the phone. Rudy relayed to him basically that we were there on behalf of the President of the United States. That you were there to speak on President Trump's behalf. Correct. Exactly. Those exact words. So that was some of the highlights. Um, huge. Just incredibly huge. And part two is tonight. Oh, shit. And we are, they have a whole part two. We're going to go over it uh, on the Sunday shows. So, um, awesome. The Daily Beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I have a whole other slate of shit from Muller She Wrote that's going down. Uh, you're going to have a, it's going to be a fun show. Crazy. Fun if you like scary news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of horror movies. There's, there's definitely a correlation between people who love roller coasters and people who are like glued to the news right now. Where you're like, yeah. yeah, I feel nauseous. Giving myself can't vertigo. Stop. I was I just working a hotel and it had those floor to ceiling windows at the end of each hallway. Uh-huh. Be up on the top floors doing security rounds at night, and I would just run towards it at top speed, like feeling like I was gonna like oh, fly. Oh God, out of thing. that's intense. Almost give myself a heart attack and then be like, yeah, Jesus. like I have goosebumps thinking about it that's so funny you're not an adrenaline junkie or anything okay <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah uh, I, I feel something i can't look away i can't get off yeah that was a bananas interview oh yeah matt is a fucking badass yes mm-hmm. yes and the one of the parts that surprised me the most was the quid pro quo with lutsenko uh that um parnas talked about how lutsenko would only provide dirt on biden and dirt on weissman if they got rid of Yovanovitch. So mm-hmm. this makes sense as to why they had to get rid of Yovanovitch. It wasn't just to get him out, get her out of the way so Trump could do his thing. Ukrainian corrupt Ukraine uh Ukrainian prosecutors wanted her out of the way because they couldn't corrupt. Because mm-hmm. she was stopping crime. them. They yep. couldn't they were she was stopping their criming. Yeah. Well, she was kind of doing what you would want an American ambassador to do, which would be to like maintain a sense of decorum and prevent corruption she was the anti-corruption right. she, she was the thing that was stopping it from happening and mm-hmm. so Lutsenko's like i'll give you dirt on biden and weissman to help help you discredit the entire Mueller investigation if you get rid of her mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah i mean again it's like it was so satisfying to listen to because it's, it's just, everything we knew. It's everything we knew. It's everything, you know, you Democrats... someone else saying it all in one place. Yes. Yeah. And it's everything Democrats tried to enter into the record during congressional hearings. It's just like so satisfying. Yep. Unfortunately, he is not credible. Yeah. But and that's, the, of course, that's the defense of, of Republicans. Everyone keeps questioning his credibility, which is hilarious, um, because that's what <laughs> when you get criminals to flip on other criminals, they're criminals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you find me a credible person in the Trump administration, I'll 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 listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. But they're all criminals. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Stop using that as a defense. There were, we would not have prosecuted any mobsters, for example, if exactly. Sammy the Bull yeah, exactly. didn't, you know, who murdered a shitload of people, didn't flip and was an excellent witness. Yeah, leave it to the prosecutors. They're the ones that decide who's credible and who's not. Doesn't mean I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Just means like, yes, we got him to to, you know, turn on uh, the, you know, the big guys, the big guns, big fish. Yep. That's how that shit works. Uh, all right, we do have some good news at the other side of this break, so uh, stick around if you want to feel better. Hey everybody, it's AG. This Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. I love my doggo. I love my pod dog. I know y'all love your pod dogs. I've seen pictures of them in our Twitter feed. Please keep sending them. 
Um, and the most important thing I've done for my dog lately was to give her the Embark Breed and Health DNA test. I would do anything for her. Uh, and I wanted to do this because I wanted to learn as much as I could about her breed and her lineage so I could know how to best care for her. Uh, over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of genetic disease, and that, that worried me. I wanted to make sure everything was cool. And the Embark Breed and Health DNA test screens for any potential health conditions, so you have all the information necessary to provide your dog their best life. Embark makes it quick and easy. You just send in one simple cheek swab and they do the rest. Embark uses the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market. They look at over 100 times as much genetic information information as the competition. That way they give you the most accurate results. And uh, to make future genetic discoveries, they use all that data to do that, all those data to, to make that happen. And every Embark pup brings us closer to the goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. So you're really doing, doing dogs a favor. Embark has an exclusive offer for you that you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, here's some good news. The House Democrats have released more Parnas documents and voicemails, including messages he received from Kaludi Rudy and Fox News lawyer Victoria Tonesing, both uh, whom have been identified as being part of the effort to oust Ukraine Ambassador Yovanovitch. One message from Tonesing in April 2019 said, Hey, Lev, VT here. We got a request to talk to the big one, so I just wanted to get the latest from you if I could. I know it's late there. I'm sorry. I'm assuming the big one is Trump. Um, uh, Trump uh, fired Yovanovitch the next day after that voicemail. The documents also include a ton of photos of Parnas with members of Trump's family and associates, including Don Jr. and Ivanka, Kush, and uh, even racist possum Jeff Sessions. Haven't talked about him in a while. In one text exchange... (laughs) Parnas sent a selfie to Joseph uh, Ahern. He's an official from the Trump America First Action Pack, just days action pack, days before Yovanovitch's removal. There's also a text from Rudy to Parnas that tells Parnas to get a message to Zelensky to stop acting like a boy. Hmm. So did you get the feeling through that whole Parnas interview that he was like the the muscle? Hmm. Like I had to give a harsh message to Zelensky, like you have to do this, you better do this, that, mm-hmm. and to do it harshly and to deliver... Deliver like he seemed like the muscle, yeah, to me, like the yeah, mob I could muscle. See that. Mm-hmm. Um, a third dump of 500 pages just happened tonight, but uh, it's being translated from Russian, so we'll have those during the Sunday shows as well. And more good news that asshole Robert Hyde's home was paid a visit by the FBI today looking for more information regarding the surveillance of Yovanovitch. He says he was just drunk and he was joking around when he sent those text messages to Parnas for a whole week. <laughs> He's just drunk that whole week, I guess. And Parnas says Hyde is a liar. We talked about this and a crazy person and didn't take his surveillance texts seriously. Mm-hmm. Kind of checks out. Um, but seems now that we'll know it's all under investigation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chair of the Republican Party in Connecticut has asked again for Hyde to withdraw his bid for Congress. <laughs> but Hyde is refusing to do so. Yep. All right. Yeah. Time for a little schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. All right, Trump is finally getting his wish. Uh, Ukraine is announcing two investigations. The problem for Trump (laughs) is that instead of investigating the origins of the 2016 Trump-Russia investigation, they're investigating the Gazprom-Russia hack. And instead of investigating Joe Biden, they're investigating the Trump administration's possible surveillance of Marie Ivanovich. Love it. (laughs) So we got two Ukraine investigations. They've been announced, only this time they're probably going to actually do the investigations Mm -hmm. instead of just announce them. And they're both into Trump. So, ha, ha, yeah. Horror. I wonder in the background what Zelensky is really saying right now about Trump and all of this. Just oh, like, God, you motherfucker. You <laughs> I just fucking got here. 
I, I can imagine. Oh, I will wait for you. You okay? Yeah. Try to get your attention, but I couldn't. Um, <laughs> time fifty four thirty five. Okay, you good? Mm-hmm. You okay? You need some water or anything? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Tough shit. Okay. Like, oh, she's coughing. Reminds me of drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Like, what did he say? Whenever we go out to a restaurant uh, and the bill comes, I always open my wallet. Because <laughs> inside there's a note that says, say thanks. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> we'll leave that in for patrons. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was talking about now. Uh, we were talking about Sorry. Zelensky being pissed off at all oh, this stuff. I can't imagine. He's. I'm wondering if these investigations or Zelensky's just like, like, you know what? Fuck it. We got our. We got our aid at least for this two year appropriations. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think Trump's going to be president for another two years. We don't have to worry about it being withheld again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it came out before the end of the fiscal year, even though they sort of dripped it out to make it hard to spend or impossible to spend. But he's probably like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch these investigations." And we we got rid of Letsenko. We got rid of our corrupt Shokin. We got rid of our corruption. Fuck these dudes. We're gonna do this. I'm I, I, I'm hoping he's moving toward that sort of thing wouldn't it be incredible if during this impeachment trial he came out Zelensky and, and wrote a letter to Congress saying hey I just want to let you know I felt in intense pressure <laughs> <laughs> to announce fake investigations into yeah. the Bidens and Burisma and the 2016 election uh, or the 2016 Russia election interference uh, in, in exchange for getting money and White House meetings and having Pence show up that was another crazy thing about the Parnas interview Pence uh, was pulled like the day Mm-hmm. Yep. After he spoke about it, like he's like he, that was the harsh message. If you don't do this. Pence isn't coming to your fucking inauguration. Mm-hmm. And the next day, Pence was pulled, and they sent Rick Perry. <laughs> Congratulations, God, you win a Rick Perry to your inauguration. <laughs> oh fucking! That sucks for Ukraine because mm-hmm. they need those kind of meetings to to yep. you know to to up their uh, legitimacy in mm-hmm. in the in the world to ward off russia to be like u.s is our friend yep and 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 trump uh held that up to get these things mm-hmm. it's gross mm-hmm. we all know that right but that would be so cool if Zelensky came out did you guys also see um, that maddow's conversation with jim himes about hyde himes hi they all rhyme um <laughs> uh yeah she was talking to um uh he's a democrat i think from connecticut i think i'm pretty sure his name is jim himes let me double check it's name yeah i know jim, jim himes. himes yeah yeah and i could tell that she just wanted to curse so badly so when <laughs> she was like what the heck yeah what yeah somebody heck? tweeted that yeah, and somebody tweeted they were like <laughs> they were like i bet you she wished she could curse i'm gonna go like get my fill from the daily beans and because, wrote, yeah they're yeah. Like, this is why i listen to the daily beans exactly they said what the fuck exactly <laughs> and you know matt i wanted to exactly mm-hmm. you know she, in her brain she was like fuck this <laughs> sometimes it leaks out where she's like what the heck she's, she's so good at not swears oh totally it's it's not swears <laughs> it's an art it is mm-hmm. it really is and she's funny i love it when the off-camera people laugh you just hear like <laughs> yeah <laughs> from like far away <laughs> when she, says she something. fucking rules that station she does. Yeah, it's so badass. Mm-hmm. She does. And I think it is nothing other than universal involvement and the hand of 
all things that live, that she is mm-hmm. alive and her mm-hmm. age right now with her experience and, wisdom. and her understanding of the Nixon impeachment and mm-hmm. her research and her PhD that puts her right here at the center of this impeachment yep. Yep. and the Mueller investigation and the entire this entire thing. I think mm-hmm. it's it is kismet that she is here. I think so, too. I miss John Stewart. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. as a side note. Yeah, I think his thing right now, though, like his purpose yeah, recently totally. was to get the the um, health benefits for totally. the yes. 9-11 uh, first responders. Super honorable. But then thinking about the generation that Stuart created with his work so that we could have this community of activists and people that are politically engaged mm-hmm. and people that, you know, are ready to start fighting, yeah, fighting back. John Stewart inspired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, me I, I grew up watching him, as did Maddo, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And she then wants Colbert. to say what the fuck, but she can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he he helped Colbert immensely, who now has a yep. place in the national stage Absolutely. on a, on the one of the biggest shows ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's in, and he's incredibly liberal, and he's talking about all these things. So, John Oliver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John yeah. Oliver. Oh, God, Last Week Tonight is a gem. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's, it's perfect. Really good. It's just perfect. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. It's super. The pitch is chef's kiss. Mm. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Moi. All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, thank you for our 20-minute polyamory discussion <laughs> that you can hear if you're a patron. It's going to be its own separate episode. <laughs> and then there were some other bloopers that we left in for patrons. If you're not a patron, become one. Patreon.com slash Muller, she wrote. You'll become a patron of both shows and you'll get the Daily Beans ad-free and the night before it comes out to the public yeah you also get a ton more stuff like our newsletter my research notes uh, meet and greet things pre-sale tickets um we'll have new q a episodes we're going to put a video link in here mm-hmm. so you can see us uh and that's all for as little as three bucks a month all your money goes towards supporting women in podcasting helping keep the daily beans independent and making it so that we can pay everybody really well and give everybody 401k and health benefits if they need it um and that's it. That's the show. And thank you all for listening. Even just listening is so great. If you And if you can't become a, a, a patron, do me a favor. Go to your podcast platform, search for The Daily Beans, subscribe. That mm-hmm. really helps us out. Because every time we chart higher than Hannity, I have <laughs> a happy day. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We've yeah. had so many nice reviews lately. Yeah, We've had some really, cool. really wonderful reviews lately. And um, I, you know, I, I actually go and take the time to read them. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I, I really appreciate thank them. Thank you all. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah some some really nice stuff oh you guys that's <laughs> amazing okay any final thoughts uh thank you yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> thank you and, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um my final thought oh she has the hands on the hips yes <laughs> hands on. well i wasn't here the last few days as we talked about as as you uh talked about the kind of bernie warren stuff and my only thought about this is keep your eyes on the prize kids like let's not as progressives fucking fight with each other it's a waste of time it's a waste of energy keep your eyes on the prize yeah i mean news is news i'm just saying that's the news however uh i'm just saying some other shit going down on the other side right now focus on Um, policy that's my final thought um and uh yeah sure yeah that's just my feeling on that that. Mm -hmm. i'm just exhausted and i don't want to like I think it's like it's it's it, this is what they want on the other side is for us to be fighting with each other. And I just mm-hmm. think it's like a waste of our energy. Let's focus on like, you know, rather than fight with someone on Twitter, why not go knock on some doors? Yeah, I got That's my, my first door knock that. today. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and let's not forget <laughs> that uh, for a lot of people, both of those candidates are their first and second choice. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's please, please, please remember that. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Yeah. Be nice to each other. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Take care of each other. Take yeah. care of yourselves. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. Been Mandy Reedy. Mm, these the beanies. <laughs> the Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>